Our scripture this morning is from Acts chapter 27, verses 27 through 44. When the fourteenth night had come, as we were drifting across the Sea of Adria, about midnight the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took, surround, took soundings and found twenty fathoms. A little farther on they took soundings again and found fifteen fathoms. Fearing that we might run under rocks, they lay down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. But when the sailors tried to escape from the ship and had lowered the boat into the sea on the pretext of putting out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the boat and set it adrift. Just before daybreak, Paul urged all of them to take some food saying, Today is the 14th day you have not been in suspense. You have been in suspense and remaining without food, having eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will help you survive. For none of you will lose a hair on your heads. After he had said this, he took bread and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then all of them were encouraged and took food for themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. After they had satisfied their hunger, they lightened the ship by throwing the wheat into the sea. In the morning, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned to run the ship ashore if they could. So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea. At the same time, they loosened the ropes that tied the steering oars then hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the ship aground. The bows stuck and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the force of the waves. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that none might swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land and the rest to follow, some on planks and others on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to land. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. seated. We have come to our fourth and final week of our sermon series, Method for the Madness, where we've been looking at different marks of, you know, Methodism, uh, different characteristics and traits that kind of uh, show who we are as, as Methodists. And so if you've been in any of our services, you, you've heard about uh, praising God, right? Uh, one of the first uh, marks is praising our God. Uh, we have heard uh, about loving others from the story of Ruth. Uh, last week, we were able to look at uh, Jesus calming the storm, and, and we're able to talk about being in prayer with our God. And so today, on our fourth and final week, 
we, we come to talk about giving thanks. Which, at times, we don't realize, I think, uh, what we are to give thanks for until whatever the situation or the, uh, the time has passed and we finally see the full story of what has just transpired. And what I mean by that is I can think of many, many times where my parents have, you know, told me something uh, that in the moment in which they told me, I did not like. I did not understand. I didn't want to hear it. But then as time goes on, maybe I, I got older or, and kind of can see the whole picture, I realize, oh, that's why they said that, or that's why their actions were this instead of that. And a lot of times when I realize that, um, what whether it be my parents or somebody else, what they've done has helped me become a better person or protected me or, you know, whatever it may be, it was done for me even though it wasn't what I wanted. I mean, something as simple as, you know, staying up past uh, 8 o'clock on a school night, right? Uh, as a kid, you don't want to hear that, but your parents say, hey, this bedtime. And they do that so that you are not a grumpy person for your teachers the next day of school. And so that I didn't get conduct marks, right? Like, they did that for me, maybe a little bit for them, so that they didn't have to deal with me uh, past 8 o'clock, I don't know. Uh, but, but just realizing the situations and, and giving thanks to my parents and to other people Um, who have helped shape me and who have helped me even in the moments that I didn't realize it. And I think that's that's kind of what what we're starting to see right here with um, Paul and those who are on the ship with Paul where they are out there floating uh, through the sea and they're a little worried. They're worried because they're like, oh my goodness, where are we? Are we going to find land? Uh, uh, or, you know, as the scripture goes on, they're a little worried that they're going to hit rocks, which then might hurt the ship, and then the ship uh, could sink, and they might, you know, they're worried for their lives in this moment. And so, they, they lay down their anchors because they are so fearful that they're about to hit some rocks, and they are trying to prevent that. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. And so the, the centurion and the soldiers, um, they cut the ropes of the anchors and, and of the, the different things that they're trying to do or that the, the um, sailors are trying to uh, do to prevent hitting rocks. And I'm sure in that moment when they see all of these ropes being cut off, they're like, what is going on? This is not good. I'm going to die. That might have been my initial reaction in that moment. I'm not going to lie. 
But as, as the next day comes, what I, I find so intriguing, because Paul has said, right, uh, that the only way in which everyone can be saved is if everyone stays in the ship. So they're, you know, preventing people from getting off the ship. They're getting the ship where it is continuing and they're not just kind of stopped right there. And so the next day, the next day, Paul, you know, probably trying to make some friends maybe. It's like, hey, why, why don't we eat some? Why don't we come together and eat, right? But I love what Paul does in this moment where he, he took bread, he took bread, and he gave thanks. He gave thanks to the God who is with him. And he's giving thanks to the God who's with him in front of all of the others so that they too know that God is there. So, in that moment of fear, in that moment of anxiousness for these sailors, Paul is giving thanks and, and showing that there is a God who is with them and that, you know, Paul is not just going, trying to, to kill all of them. He's not trying to lead them all to death but that Paul is giving thanks to the God who continually communicates and who, who continually shows him what is needed, even when it is something that is hard to understand in that particular situation, in that particular time. And so we see as the Scripture goes on um, that they probably didn't have the easiest uh, journey because when we talk and see the rest of their journey, you know, they're trying to swim to land. There are some that are holding on to planks uh, of the, the ship. And so it's not really uh, the, the best situation that one would hope for. But we see that every single one of them were brought to safety to land. And so what Paul had, had done and shared at the very beginning and the way in which Paul had given thanks to the God who was leading him, I suspect that now all of these sailors and soldiers who were present they are probably giving thanks to that God who protected them as well. Giving thanks that even in the midst of a hard moment, because anytime your boat, you know, you're having to swim, because I, I don't know that I can swim as far. I'd probably be the one holding on to a plank. But anytime you're not on that firm ground that you're, you're used to being on, it's not an ideal situation, but yet they were brought to safety, just as Paul had shared. And in our lives, we have situations, days, months, times in our life, where we, we aren't uh, sure of what's happening, 
But as we don't know what is happening, what we do know is that God is with us, that God is present, and that God is working in the world today. And knowing those things, we're also called to do as Paul did, as he did to show those sailors and those soldiers that were on the boat. But we are called to give thanks to the God who is with us, the God who leads us. Because God continues to guide and lead us even in moments that we don't even realize. God speaks to us and guides us in ways that aren't necessarily always, you know, obvious. But God is at work. For us who know of God's love and God's presence, for us to give thanks to our God. In the madness that we experience, we give thanks. Not necessarily for the madness, but for the moments of reassurance, for the moments where the waters that are so crazy, when they calm down, we give thanks for that. We give thanks for hope. We give thanks for the ever-present God who is with us. And sometimes we will give thanks for things that we didn't even realize we needed to give thanks for, or things that in that, like in real time, we thought, why is this happening? Just as our scripture. Why is it that we're cutting the anchors and and cutting the ropes that's going to cause us to die? But then in the moments of safety, I suspect that there were many giving thanks. One of the really cool things that I was able to do and come up with um, when I was in seminary you know, we all know about the season of Lent where we usually will kind of add or take away some type of spiritual practice or some of us, you know, something tangible to make us think of the temptation that Jesus uh, had encountered in the wilderness. Well, I decided, for whatever reason, I was going to, you know, do something a little different. I was going to do something uh, that was... I guess, creative, which I'm not a very creative person. And so I had a a big whiteboard in my office uh, that I was at the church I was a youth director at, and I wrote, you know, all of the days. And I started uh, sitting there and thinking to myself, who are people that have really helped shape who I am that I need to thank? Who are people that God has placed in my life that I need to thank because they have helped me get to where I am? And as I was starting to make that list, obviously, you know, you want to put your your parents, your mom and your dad and, and, you know, some different pastors or youth uh, leaders that had 
had shaped you. But then I sat there and I realized of some that I did not get along with, some that I had had, you know, not, not very Christian-like uh, conversations because we may have disagreed on a situation or something. But I sat there and I could look at those situations and while I didn't realize in, you know, my younger years what was going on, I was able to realize, wow, that was God helping me. And so I wrote some of those names down. And it's a very awkward situation where, you know, I would call people, text people, Facebook message, whatever, you know, was the easiest at the time based off of the person. But some of those uh, thank yous that I did in that season of Lent, I never would have guessed that I would ever do. Because I, in, in real time, I didn't think that this was a positive. But yet, it was. And it was able to maybe restore some relationships that have been damaged. But it was also a way for me to realize that, that our God is at work in some mysterious ways, even in the moments we don't realize. And so, for me, while yes, I was giving thanks to all of these different individuals, to give thanks to God. To give thanks to God first, who put those people in my life. The ones I liked, the ones I didn't like. And so I just encourage each and every one of us to have time where we sit and we reflect and we give thanks to our God for more than we probably realize that we have to give thanks for. And I think it's a beautiful moment that today we have an opportunity to come together and to break bread. To break bread and to experience God's grace and to give thanks for that grace and that hope through Christ Jesus. And so, as we continue on through our life that can sometimes be an absolute headache, as we continue on through our, our lives that are surrounded by madness in so many different ways, let us give thanks to the God who is still at work in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the madness. The God who is with us now, the God who has been with us, and the God who will continue to be with us. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we, we just give thanks to you we give thanks how you continue to work 
in our lives. The ways in which you work that we don't even realize or the ways we don't agree with. But yet, the ways that help us continue to learn. The ways in, that continue to help us grow so that we may go out into the world and be your presence, to be the ones that help continue to show that you are alive and well and working in the world today. So Lord, we just give thanks. We give thanks for you. We give thanks for Christ Jesus, and we give thanks for the Holy Spirit. We give thanks. Amen.